Colorado Preps. Kevin Schaefer with your Colorado Preps cast. Thanks for joining us for our most recent edition here of Colorado Preps Cast. Now, in lieu of video highlights this year, we wanted to start something new in basketball, and it involves what we call our In the Gym podcast. Each week, we'll take in games around the state and watch the top teams, and we'll use this report to provide some thoughts on what we see. Our Preps Cast is presented by Napa Auto Parts and Bank of Colorado, and we appreciate you tuning in. Now, the best game we saw throughout the first two weeks of the year came between Highland and Eaton. Uh, it was a great matchup. 90 to 89 double overtime victory for the Reds. Close rivalry. The schools separated by just four to five miles. And we saw intensity in the play, but you could also see the respect from all the players to each other. Again, it was just a well played game. Big plays throughout, turned in by several players, too numerous to mention. Eaton started the game with just eight players in uniform and had just five who had not fouled out by the end of the second overtime. So again, they could not afford to lose another kid. Highland lost two players to fouls, and at the end, I believe they had just five players on the court with four fouls each and that made for an interesting situation when Eaton had the ball late with a one-point lead. Reds were trying to sit on it. Highland really couldn't foul because they would have lost a player regardless of who committed that foul. Huskies actually got the turnover in that sequence but could not convert the winning hoop. Now let's start with Eaton since they grabbed the win. Think they can contend for a state tournament berth in 3A. Excellent guard play from Nick Inda and Scott Grable. Ryan Ure also a big factor on the inside. Big 6'6", left-handed junior, seemed to scoop up almost every defensive rebound before he found out late in the game. Not only will they push for a state tournament bid, they could push for a top three finish in the 3A Patriot. Reds uh, probably trailing Resurrection Christian right now. Cougars could be in the choice for the best team in 3A at this point. Sterling, as always, will also be in the league mix, but again, Eaton belongs in that group. Now for Highland, they finished second last year in Class 2A, lost to Yuma in that championship matchup, and based on what we saw from the game against Eaton. We believe they could be better this year. Still have the high-level guard play from Tate and Jace Basir, and even though they lost Kobe Anderson to graduation, they could have improved play on the inside from the likes of Holden Morgan and Bowen Toll. That, that will make this a very good team. Toll is at 6'5". He made huge strides from his sophomore to a now junior season. He was a factor on both ends of the court against Eaton. Now, one concern we have, at least at this stage with the Huskies, is their schedule. We went to the game with Eaton because it's probably just the first of two tough games as they should roll everyone else on their schedule. The exception uh, down the stretch will be Denver Christian late in league play, but of course they played basically the same schedule a year ago and made it to the state final, so maybe it is not that big of an issue. Stay in the 3A ranks and go through some thoughts from the top teams there on the girls bracket. Took in three ranked teams and academy at the Northern Colorado Round Ball Classic back in week one. Mentioned before that tournament began that academy should have been ranked in the top ten at the start of the year based on 22 wins and a solid returning class from a year ago, and their efforts proved me right. They beat University, Platte Valley, and Eaton on successive nights, and all three were in the top 10 at that time. Wildcats then zoomed all the way to number four in th- uh, Class 3A in the Week 2 rankings, but this past Monday dropped all the way to 10th despite winning three more games. Not sure why that is, and that's why we don't pay a lot of attention to polls early on in the season. Academy Girls, a very good ball club. They rely heavily on the 
backcourt of Arana Perez and Michaela Espinoza. Both are just sophomores, but both that led the team as freshmen. Perez, probably the better shooter, has an excellent left-handed release from the three-point line. Espinoza liked the way she attacks the basket well on the break, and she can score and finish with either hand at the rim. Couple of keys for Academy. First, how much production will they get from the inside? Janaya Steffi, probably their best option, 5'10 senior. She'll get a few chances to score in the half court, but must contribute on the glass on both ends. That'll be her key role. Second concern, much like Highland is their schedule, uh, Academy does have the quality wins, as we mentioned, over Platte Valley University in Eaton. They also knocked off a good two-way club in Dawson last week, but their RPI will fall throughout the season as the remaining games really are not that strong. They play in the Frontier League. That won't help them there as well, so they may end up on the road in regionals and have to beat a very good team in their gym to make their first-ever state tournament. They do have the talent to do so. Now, University, Platte Valley, Eaton all should push for a top-four spot in the Patriot. University, when we saw them, they were playing without their fine post, Taylor Gallhofer, and she's a strong player on the inside. If she can get healthy, the Bulldogs will have a good tandem with her and point guard Kylie Kravick. Junior understands the game well and is a solid shooter from the point. Bulldogs will also need some other youngsters to step up. Eaton has a very good mix of experience and youth. They'll continue to improve all throughout the season as well. They have 17 freshmen on the roster and four suit up for varsity. Their key, though, we believe Addie Randall. She can push the ball with both hands, and she gets others involved in the offense. We really like her as a point guard. She led a good burst in the third quarter against Basalt when we watched the Reds in that tournament. Platte Valley, also very talented, but a very, 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 very young club, and they could be up and down at times this season. Cora Schisler and Brooke Bunting, two very good sophomores that were one and two in scoring on the team as freshmen, and now they have younger sisters who are freshmen this year. Bree Bunting actually got the start on the inside when we watched them. She'll be a very good player, not only this year, but her entire career. Andy Schlissler is the first player off the bench. She'll see more and more minutes throughout the season as well. Like her a lot, she made a nice left-handed move along the baseline to score right as she came off the bench. But at that time, it was really hard to tell just how far or how good this Broncos team can be. We saw them against Gunnison. The Cowboys really struggling this year, and it wasn't a good opening test for Platte Valley at all. Now, we also took in the Lyman Invitational Tournament and matchups between the Badgers and Kid Carson a few nights later. We'll look at those games next after this word from Napa and Bank of Colorado. Napa Just in time for the holidays, select Craftsman tools are now available at Napa. Celebrate with a Craftsman 20-volt cordless impact wrench kit for just $149.99. It's the perfect gift for everyone in your list, even you. So get great savings on select Craftsman tools, now available at your local Napa store. Quality parts, helpful people. That's Napa know-how. Napa know-how. At participating Napa Auto Parts stores, while supplies last. Offer ends 12-31-19. What makes Colorado home? It's backyards with mountain views and the ones that help you enjoy them. It's close-knit communities and the ones that make new neighbors into close friends. It's the homes we make and the ones that live within them. Colorado is a state unlike any other, and we're the local bank with mortgage solutions that help you call it home. Bank of Colorado. There's only one. Member FDIC Equal Housing Lender.
Next, we headed off to the Lyman Tournament, more to see the Ignacio Bobcats more than anything else. Much easier drive for us to get to Lyman than down to Ignacio. Plus, we're going to see the Badgers against Kate Carson about five days later, so our focus while in Lyman was basically on Ignacio, and we saw two good uh, two good ball clubs, really. The Ignacio boy, uh, boys beat Colorado Springs School the first night, and then knocked off highly ranked Lyman on the next night. Not really an individual standout for the Bobcats, but they do have eight to nine kids that know their role and support their entire team really well at different notes throughout the game on who I thought was the best player for Ignacio. That's probably a good sign for Coach Chris Valdez. He has several kids that can really step up and make a difference. Not a lot of size on the roster, but Bryce Finn, he's about 6'2", plays well in the paint. Same can be said about 6'3", senior Bird Red. Guards of note include Brady McCall, Keegan Sherman, and also Tristan Tompkins. Now, the uh, Bobcats are a team that can push Mancos again for the San Juan Championship. Regardless of how they finish there, they'll be much better than the 10 and 10 record they put together a year ago they were eliminated in districts last year didn't even make it to regionals don't see a repeat of that as this team could very easily make it to the 2a bracket there in loveland lady bobcats also played well they knocked off a much bigger and solid colorado springs school bunch as well bobcats don't have anyone standing taller than 5'8, but they outworked the kodiaks who featured a couple of six footers michaela howe probably the key for the bobcats probably will lead the team in scoring throughout the season but many others contributors the coaching staff at least that night played a lot of kids one thing we did notice was the rotation of their guards Charlize Valdez and Avelina Nanateo at least one was on the court at all times so they seemed to be the key to their team's success at least in the offensive end or in the half court game defensively some half court and three quarter court traps really very effective against the Kodiaks girls are short as we mentioned but man they're quick and they give opponents fits on that end so again they'll be a tough out we pick them to win the San Juan conference they could get a strong challenge from 1a dove creek but ignacio has kind of been the top team in that league for several years now schedule again will hurt their ipi so that will hurt them as far as seeding for the regional bracket but they do have some nice games this year cedar edge coming up this week that's a good 3a club also alamosa after christmas from 3a is on the schedule so that may boost them up a little bit higher than what we've seen over the recent past next up is kid carson and lyman as we were on hand for the potential record tying effort for the Kid Carson girls. The ladies were trying to grab a 78th consecutive win. Didn't turn out well. A very young group of Wildcats were easily taken out by Lyman. Badgers are ranked number one in 2A for a reason. Basically a nine-girl rotation. Eight of them are seniors, and it's a very experienced group that seems to be on a mission following an unexpected quarterfinal loss to Sanford in the state tournament a year ago. Simply put, the Badgers are a strong state championship contender in 2A. We could see them get through the regular season without a loss and again draw a very high seed in the postseason. Now, Kid Carson, of course, a three-time defending state champs in 1A, have a ton of work to do just to get back to the state tournament this year. Uh, only one player really key from last year's club uh, in the main varsity rotation is back from a year ago, and that's senior Raina Eisenbart. She'll ask to be do uh, asked to do quite a bit uh, early on, and against Lyman, she was the focus of their defense, and it'll likely be that way throughout the season against almost every opponent until others step up and prove they can score. The rest of the Wildcats must grow into their varsity roles and they must do so very quickly. Many of them have seen extensive varsity time, but it came when games were well under control, you know, 40 to 10, 50 to 15, something like that, and not at the opening tip. So that's a different level of play. Callie Booker, Rady, Stephanie Framel, Taylor Randall, three that will be expected to step up. Six-foot freshman Tess Johnson may also get more minutes as time goes by and she develops. We'll get another look at the Wildcats at the Lamar 
tournament this week, so we'll see how they progressed over a couple of weeks. On the boys' side, it was a very good game between Lyman and Kit Carson. Badgers ended up on top. Wildcats went cold from the outside down the stretch. Lyman boys also a solid threat to the 2A, uh, 2A state championship, and we really like the options they can present on the court. They can rotate in three to five guards. They also have two to four post players, so they present quite a few problems for defenses. They can go with two guards and three bigs, three guards, two bigs, or even four out with one on the inside. Again, plenty of flexibility for Coach Dirk Peterson there. Camden Smithberg and Corey Taha, though, will carry much of the offensive load. Both are excellent outside shooters, but Taha also very aggressive to the basket. Both are just juniors. The Badgers have just one senior in their main rotation, and that's on the inside with Logan Marks. So again, they'll be good this year and next year for sure. Kid Carson boys will also do well on the 1A level this year and push for another state tournament berth, at least in our mind. think they do have a bit more size than the recent past, but again, it's their outside shooting that will carry them. Good shooters in Braden Bogenhagen, Sullivan and Cordell Farmer, along with Jaden McCombs Farmer. These guys have been involved since their freshman seasons and carry plenty of experience. Now, they could meet 2A Holly at the Lamar Tournament coming up on Friday in the semifinals, and that should be a good matchup as well. So again, they'll see some good competition throughout the year. Finally, in our first uh, In the Gym report, we have one overall thought, and we found it a bit refreshing. We visit, of course, with several coaches over the first two weeks of the season, and many of them have had great success over the years, but may find getting wins a bit more difficult this year. And all of them told me, I've enjoyed teaching the game again. They like working with the younger kids and making them better. And again, I found that refreshing. It made me realize it's not really all about wins and losses. Sometimes getting better from the start of the season to the end is what some teams want to accomplish, while others, of course, shoot for a state championship. Now, our In the Gym podcast will be a regular feature of the Colorado Preps uh, cast lineup. We have another one scheduled for next week, and on that report, we'll get a look at several teams from the Lahana and Lamar Holiday shootouts. We took in Lahana last Saturday and watched seven games there. We'll do the same with Lamar this Saturday. Also on our list of games to attend, the St. Mary's Lutheran Girls Battle Tuesday night and the Fleming Briggsdale 1A Girls Contest on Friday. Both are important games. All four are ranked in the top three of their respective class, and all four teams have to be considered contenders for state championships. Our report again is presented by Napa and Bank of Colorado. Thanks for listening. I'm Kevin Schaefer.